0: Good morning all and welcome to online worship from the First Presbyterian Church of Quincy Sanctuary. It is good to know that you are there, that you are with us, that we are joined together, one to the other, by the power of the Holy Spirit on this day. Uh, A reminder that we are worshiping together. Uh, more than together-ish online. We're on the soccer field on Sunday mornings starting at 11 o'clock. We have dots painted out there so you pick a spot and keep your mask up. We're still working through vaccinations. More and more people are getting them. That's wonderful. Uh, It looks like maybe uh, end of the summer we can be back together in the sanctuary. Uh, We'll have to see how that works out, but we are hopeful and we are feeling more hopeful by the day Uh, while i am mentioning service together outdoors let me remind you and also remind me by saying this out loud that daylight savings time starts this weekend which means one less hour of sleep it is spring forward fall back so spring forward after two o'clock or whatever, as you go to bed, move those clocks forward an hour so that you're on time and you don't miss service, right? Is that how it works? If we move it forward and then we... Anyway, it'd be a headache. So go ahead and move your clocks forward. Look, I have a few uh, announcements I wanna share with you. As always, I ask you to keep those on the prayer list in your thoughts and prayers. uh, And also be aware there are always folks that just don't want their name broadcast, but they do call, and we talk to them, and they do covet your prayers and your well uh, wishes, your good wishes for them. So each day, please remember that prayer list. Uh, We have some things going on in the life of the church this week. We do have wonderful Wednesday. It is still drive-through, or if you'd like to park or even take a seat on the outside picnic bench under the bus barn, feel free to do so. But it is Wonderful Wednesday on Wednesday from 12 to 1. We do uh, continue the work of the church in our community, which means we've got a couple really exciting things coming up in a couple weeks on Saturday the 27th. There is a ramp build that's gonna take place in Gretna. If you'd like to help, you don't have to be a skilled carpenter, you just have to be willing to help. If you'd like to help, contact the church office or call Jack Schmidtman directly. Uh, He's looking for eight or 10 volunteers and it will start, the ramp build will begin at eight in the morning, should be over uh, by midday, but um, they do great work and it's a good way to get involved and spend some time outside with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Also, on that same day, on the 27th, on Saturday the 27th, the closed closet is having a spring shoe fling. Uh, they have a lot of shoes in there. Folks have been cleaning out their closets and uh, donating. their slightly used, still in great shape shoes, and so they're going to put them out in front of the closed closet with some volunteers to help those who might be looking for uh, an upgrade on their footwear, but uh, a way to give back to the community. So if you have any shoes, bring them on and donate those and also maybe come and help. Um, Time, you know, I don't know what time, but I'm thinking 10 in the morning, uh, but emails are gonna go out constantly letting you know, but uh, mark the morning off for the shoe fling. Tamara was hitting her watch asking me what time I thought she was telling me to speed up. Is that a different signal? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, as I do every week, thank you for your pledges, your tithes, and your offerings for continuing to be faithful in your giving. You do help us to kind of keep going as much uh, on our normal schedule as normally as we possibly can until we do get back to that space and that time of being normal or new normal. Thank you so much. You are remarkable. Are there any other announcements that I need to share? No and no? All right then. Um, I will turn it over now to my dear friend, Lisa Wilder, who is going to have another lesson for us from the Lenten cross and the Lenten candles. Take it away, Lisa. What What time? Six. We good? Ready? Thank you, Lisa. Thank you again for that uh, Lenten season lesson, a chance for us to focus on this season, a time that we prepare our hearts, our minds, our souls for that holy week, um, the entrance into the city, uh, the sorrow and pain of Good Friday, the waiting of Saturday, and then the glory of Easter morning. Thanks, Lisa, so very much. Again, friends, thank you for being here. Uh, Thank you for your prayers um, that we would be together soon. Thank you for your faithfulness. And thank you to Tamara and Scott for always helping with these online services and with Sunday morning and all those that come and pitch in on Sunday morning. And thanks to Chris, uh, Chris number two, second Chris, uh, for helping get the music together today. Thanks to Cameron and McKenna for providing service uh, music for us today. Friends, church, family, neighbors, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with with you. Let us worship God with thanksgiving. Let us join our hearts in prayer. Eternal divine word, you sent Moses to speak the law to the people and bring order to chaos. You sent prophets to speak repentance and bring hope to the hopeless. You sent your son, Jesus, to become your living word. Open our ears to hear what you would share with us, our hearts to reflect your truth to others and bless us with the spirits and fortitude to change the things in ourselves that keep us from fully loving you and fully loving all of your children. Teach us how to see our neighbors as you do. Transform us so that we will know our neighbors as you do, as worthy of the same love, dignity, and respect we would hope to receive ourselves. And to that end, open our hearts, minds, and beings to all you would teach us through the reading, hearing, and proclaiming of your holy scripture on this day. Good Father, inspire in us loving and generous hearts that we would understand your way of living, that we would know that to give, to share with our neighbors, is not to lose, it is to gain. Lord, through your goodness, help us to be instruments of healing in your world and this community. Grant us the desire, the ability, and the strength to always act in good faith to see beyond differences and to always, always seek the good in each other. We pray that you give blessings of wisdom and goodness to world and national leaders who have the power to change lives through law and policy. We pray your protection for those who serve honorably, to protect those in peril and to push back on those who would do evil. And Lord, all this we pray in the good name of Jesus the Christ, who in addition to everything else also taught us to pray together this prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, we are blessed with music today. First, Cameron, one of our section leaders, singing for us, Jesus, Priceless Treasure. so very, very much friends. We have two uh, scripture lessons for today. The first is from the book of Psalms. It is from the 41st Psalm, the first three verses. It is a reminder that wealth has absolutely nothing to do with worth. Hear now the word of the Lord. Happy are those who consider the poor The Lord delivers them in the day of trouble the Lord protects them and keeps them alive they are called happy in the land you do not give them up to the will of their enemies the Lord sustains them on their sickbed in their illness you heal all their infirmities the word of God for the people of God all right our second lesson today is from the gospel according to Luke it's from chapter 16 verses 19 through 31 after a parable on integrity Jesus teaches that the earthly measure of someone in this life does not necessarily follow them through death and on to eternal life now I want to offer a warning before the lesson today I suppose, um, also a warning on the short sermon. It is going to be short, uh, afterwards, but, um, I want you to know that how you hear this lesson is going to be a revelation of self. Okay. You won't have to share with anyone how you heard it, um, how you received it. That that's yours. That's how God would touch you through this lesson, but you will know how you feel when you hear it, when you hear what I have to say about it, and it will be then on you, how you respond to it, how you take it forward. Look, um, sometimes lessons sting a little, but in every lesson, there's an invitation. It's an invitation to look inwardly, to take stock, as it were, to think, um, why did that bother me or why didn't that bother me? And then to allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life to make this passage, perhaps in this lesson, transformative. Okay? I love you all, every last one of you, all of you, as God does as well. Lessons sometimes are tough. Just a warning, maybe it won't be, just a warning. All right, this lesson about a rich man and Lazarus. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things, but now he is comforted here and you are in agony. Besides all this between you and us is a great chasm that has been fixed so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can pass from there to us. He said, Then, Father, I beg you, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be God. The title I put for this sermon which um again it's just really short me talking with you a little bit about that passage this passage is don't get defensive get better when we talk about money uh um, when scripture talks about money, which is pretty much one of the top two or three things that you read about in scripture is wealth, is uh, economic uh, difference, is um, those with and those with without, um, how money is attached to things that it shouldn't be. When, when we hear and read passages about money, especially, the haves and the have nots, way too often we get our defenses up. We get kind of guarded. The thing we need to remember is that none of these stories are about us as individuals completely. I mean, we do search for ourselves um, in these stories. It is important to know um, what these lessons uh, have to say for us as individuals, but these lessons are for all, they're for everybody. And unlike many of Jesus's teachings, this one is kind of easy to break down and understand. First of all, we're in the Lenten season, so the kicker at the end is where Jesus is going. But if you look at this passage, the way it's broken down, there are four, four plus parts, right? We have a setup. We have somebody who has a lot. They might think highly of themselves. They might give alms to the poor on occasion. They might do for others. But there's somebody on their doorstep who is suffering, who is hungry and they walk past them. Now, maybe the rich man thought, you know, I give to my church. I give to United Way. I do lots of stuff. I can't help everybody. We can't help everybody, but we can help the people that God puts in our lives. So there's that setup. This person who is so incredibly blessed with worldly and material things dressed in purple royalty, linen, expensive, would not even share scraps, would not give comfort to the person that is right there in front of them. The second part of this passage is that life here is finite. Um, Somebody taught once that, Uh, I think it was at a chrysalis or an Emmaus thing I was at, said, you've got to remember that life here is like the very first step of a marathon. More happens beyond it than will ever happen within it. So this rich person who might have lived longer than others because of his wealth and what he could buy with that wealth, Even that long earthly life is just a bit. And that earthly life is finite. It has a beginning. It has a middle. It does have an end. And it's during that life that we are called on to love our neighbors, to love each other, to be generous with others. And Jesus is teaching that what we do matters. Now, we are a people saved by grace, and God's grace is sufficient, truly. That grace should transform us. That gift should affect us in a way, um, in a way that we might share grace with others. The next part of this story is classic Jesus. It's the reversal. It's when he turns things upside down. The poor man is elevated and is with Father Abraham. And the rich man is now the one who's in need, is now the one without. It's important, I think, all through life is to try to see the other person's perspective Try to understand where they are, what they're suffering through, what they're dealing with. If we can't do that, there's no empathy. If we can't do that, who are we? It's not always easy. It takes work, but it's work worth doing. It's work we're called to do to understand somebody else's point of view, to learn about somebody else's life, and then to do whatever we can to show our love for our neighbor, as we are called to do, to offer assistance, to offer friendship, companionship, support, and that takes all kinds of shapes and all kinds of, um, there are all kinds of ways that we can do that, but that's what we're called to do. Recognize the reversal, see somebody else's point of view, and then reach out, be a friend, be a neighbor. After the reversal is the realization and the plea. Jesus is teaching this lesson now so that it's not too late later. He's saying, look at this nameless guy, this is unusual. Lazarus, the poor man gets a name. The rich man does not. I wonder if that's because Jesus is saying, you know, I love you, but he's all of you because we've all fallen short. We've all look the other way we've all stepped over somebody around somebody change the channel when something's on tv that makes us uncomfortable there's a reversal there's a realization and then there's the plea the rich man says please please help me asking for help that he was not willing to give and in that moment he's got to say Oh, but it shouldn't have taken that moment for him to say, Oh, we're called to do more than that. We're called to see beyond ourselves. And then after the plea, there's the Lenten lesson and the answer. When Abraham says to the man who's pleading, send somebody to my brothers, to my family, And I think that's another shortfall, maybe, is just my brothers. Send them to my brothers. Don't share this news with everyone. Share it with my family. And what does Abraham say? They have Moses. They have the prophets. They have the tradition of scripture. They have God's covenant with the people. They have all of that. If they wouldn't believe that, and the man has an answer, they just don't pay attention to that anymore. That's, you know, they've heard it so many times, they just don't hear it anymore, but send the dead guy. <laughs> and Abraham smacks every one of us with that, that even if a man were to be raised from the dead, They wouldn't accept him, they wouldn't believe him, and what he said wouldn't change the way they live their lives. Some lessons are hard, some lessons are pointed, but they're pointed at all of us and they point us towards Easter the new beginning, the new covenant, the new day, the new example of love, compassion, generosity, and grace. So don't get defensive, but work each day and every moment to get a little bit better. In the name of the good Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thanks be to God for the blessings of this family of faith. Thanks be to God and amen. And now friends, music that is so very appropriate, a closer walk with thee. Let us align ourselves with Christ. sharing your wonderful gifts with us in worship today. Um, Thanks again to everybody who helps with this. And friends, thanks to you um, for being this family of faith. Blessings upon you. The blessings of strength. The blessings of empathy. The blessings of desire to follow what Christ would teach us, and to wake up every single day thinking, what can I do that would bring me closer to him? What could I do that would make life better for my neighbors? How might I show that love today? And so that we might have the strength for all of that, that we might be able to do all of that, and that we might do it joyfully, eagerly receive this blessing of faith. May the love and grace of God, may the goodness and the teachings of Christ, and may the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you today and be with you always. Thanks be to God and amen. See ya, bye.
1: tie that binds our hearts in Christian love, love fellowship.